0: Hey friends, it's good to see you again.
1: I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. Let's, Let's start, start the show. And here we are.
0: Here we are in the History Museum of Great Falls. You know it's already special. We're coming at you with a
1: with a cool episode. I'm excited about this episode more than many that we've had in the past. Episode 67. So... Episode 65, we had a electric sander going in the background. Mm, yeah. it, was, it was horrible. And so I'm really excited now because this actually might be some of the best audio we're ever going to have.
0: This is a nice quiet room. And yep. we thank you guys very much at the History Museum for letting us use this room and um, being on the podcast with us today. Let's introduce our guests, shall we?
1: Yeah, we have Ike Kaufman and Ashley McCann.
2: McCann? Yeah. All mm-hmm. right,
1: Ashley McCann. Uh, if you guys would give us a short little introduction, well, Ike will have you go first, Ashley will have you go next, of uh, who you are. And this podcast is going to be about Great Falls, Montana, and specifically the history of Great Falls. And we're going to kind of, we're going to see where it goes, mm-hmm. but w- tell us why we brought you in here to talk to us about the history of Great Falls. Ike, go ahead.
2: Well, I have been associated with Kaufman's store in Great Falls. The store is 127 years old, and I've been with them since 1957. Uh, I'm old enough now that I don't work too hard too much anymore, so that's kind of fun. Uh, Other than that, I am here because I got a little disgusted with people who would always say, Oh, do you remember when? Do you remember when? And they could never remember when. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of took up uh,
3: following the
2: history of the town and uh, the people in it and whatnot, and that's how I got here.
1: All right. All right. Cool. I like it. Thank you, Ike. Ashley,
2: yeah. what
3: brings you here? Oh, my gosh. So I work at the History Museum. Um, I am the collections curator and uh, marketing person, uh, marketing and media. So I am in charge of the three-dimensional objects here at the History Museum. Uh-huh. Um, I have an art background um, and I've done a bit of work in museums like at the Square. So I got into the History Museum because I know how to sort and organize and number and keep track of the paperwork <laughs> for the objects. So
1: you may have a little OCD? <laughs>
3: Maybe. I mean, probably <laughs> if I had a little bit more, it would help my job. <laughs> right, 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 Wish I had more. <laughs> right? <laughs> if I could just like turn up the dial on specific days, that would help. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I, I was born in Great Falls and didn't know a lot about the history at all until I started working here. So I get to go on this like wild ride every day and learn something new every single day. <laughs> Not a joke. It's, it's really cool.
1: Yeah, well, and Great Falls has an amazing history that that Joe and I are Mm -hmm. just discovering. And and with this podcast, we just kind of go where it leads us. Mm -hmm. And it started out because we met with the Downtown Association and had them on. And then um, we really started seeing how attracted to the history of Great Falls we both were. Mm -hmm. There's some jazz. There's actually uh, a lot of uh, African-American history here, uh, Native American Mm -hmm. history here. There's some haunted buildings, (laughs) you know. There was a lot of money in Great Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of theater in Great Falls. There was a lot of music there. And and then uh, before we started recording, Joe was kind of bringing up how it seems like it's two different towns when you start researching the history and then where we're at right now. It's it's almost two different two different towns. It doesn't feel like the same town because we would love to have four theaters here. You know, it mm-hmm. would be and and jazz jazz music. We have like one thing a year that's that's jazz, and it was every night. And so, where where do we begin, Joe?
0: Um, so, uh, I think what attracted me to this, and and the thing that I was I, I can relate with Ike um, and Ashley is that I'm. It's like I'm frustrated too with the with what's available for our history. You know, how do we? Who who knows it? Where where can we find it? How do we tap into it? Because I grew up out in Sims, just outside of Great Falls, and then I've lived here as an adult for many many years. I don't want to say how many, yeah. but. Um, I, I was ju- i didn 't even know the history museum existed until I was booked to play a wedding here and that 's when I was like I, I found out about the jazz mu- history and then I found out about then the different awesome buildings that are no, no longer here, some of them still are, but then there was the park hotel and then there was the the Ozark Club and these different places that really That's a great, rich history in Great Falls that I just don't, I mean, you hear a little bit about the Ozark Club every now and again, but then that's kind of it from my perspective. And so I thought, wouldn't it be fun if we brought in some experts, you know, you work at the History Museum, quote unquote experts, you work at the History Museum, and Ike here has been a long time person who's lived in Great Falls and has worked at Ike's Kaufman's uh, or Kaufman's menswear. For um, since 19, the 1950s, and so I was really interested in that because Kaufman's is itself a cool building. It's um, it, to me, I think it would be connected to the nightlife. Maybe you could give us, you know, from your experience, how did it? How has fashion or maybe uh, buying of clothes changed over the years as as the city has changed? You know, maybe you can go into a little bit of that. But I know that you also are um, you're you're really knowledgeable on the buildings and you know where they were what they meant what happened to them if there was a cool fire and that'd be really cool to you know uh, to learn about as well so i mean ike also has a powerpoint presentation printed out for us So i like it would be really cool if we started there you know start at the beginning and we can just three powerpoint presentations oh perfect (laughs) so you know if you wanted to take us through that stuff i mean if, if it's okay that we just, if we can stop you and say, hey, I got a question about this, or maybe you can give us, you know, the natural pauses in the PowerPoint presentation to allow for questions, but that could get us started.
2: Well, I think we'll bypass the PowerPoint presentation specifically f- okay. for the openers. And then we'll come back to them. Okay. okay. Basically, Great Falls is here for three reasons. hmm When Paris Gibson came to Great Falls, he liked the river. The river, because of its drop in altitude from the northwest to the southeast corner, is enough to put power-generating dams and and falls into Great Falls. So he Mm -hmm. knew that there was And access there. Don't forget, Gibson came from Minnesota. Uh And number two, the copper being mined in Butte was the second thing that created it. And, of course, the power here was cheap. And the third thing was the railroads. The railroads basically merged Great Falls with other things in the state, such as uh, copper Mm -hmm. Uh, Timber, coal, all those things, and Great Falls became the hub of that uh, in about, oh, about 1894. Okay. Um, And the railroad stations were built. uh, I think the the first station was built in, uh, uh, we'll get that up, we'll get to that. But at any rate, those three things got us going.
0: So... What was the relationship between us and Butte and the copper? Were they using electricity or they
2: had no electricity? You didn't mm-hmm. have transmission lines in those days.? Okay. It was difficult to do. so mm-hmm. they, they needed to ship it. And when James J. Hill walked into Clark's office in, in, in Butte, he mm-hmm. said, "I can transport your copper cheaper from here to Great Falls to be done electrolytically, then you can do it here by a long shot. And he was right because they had no power. And, and to get transmission lines from anywhere mm-hmm. to Butte was going to be a real thing because of the mountain risks, It was very difficult.
0: Right. So we were, um, we were accepting copper and then we were uh, processing it here because we had, the, we had the electricity to do it.
2: It was partially processed in Anaconda. I see. But it was only about ninety-eight percent pure, and when it left here, it was ninety-nine point nine nine. I mean, it was pure copper.
0: Okay, cool.
2: And we were, we, you know, we were supplying uh, World War One. Later on, we supplied World War Two, and uh-huh. we supply, su- we supplied all the residences in Montana and several other states mm-hmm. with copper for years.
0: Okay. Interesting.
2: And, of course, that's how we had the Anaconda Copper Mine refinery on the hill up here. They had a wire mill and several other things. Oh, gotcha. Okay? Okay. I should tell you that Great Falls has four historic districts. Most people don't understand them and don't know why they're here, but should you desire to access the district's for their usefulness, for whatever your purpose is, there is the Fair District, which is where the State Fair has been held for years. Uh-huh. That was formed in uh, 1989. The North Side Residential District, and when you speak of all the famous people that lived here, uh-huh. uh, they most of them lived in the Lower North Side. That district was formed in 1991. The railroad, excuse me, the railroad district in 1993 and the central business district in 2004. So there are some advantages and some disadvantages to being part of a district, but those you encounter as you decide to remodel or to build or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it. And so having them as districts, that that changes like what you can do when you become like an owner of a building and you want to... Remodel or something like that. There's you. With it being you
2: can report. access funds at a lower rate, but if you do that, the chances are it will cost you more money, and it may cost you more in taxes. So you have to play both ends against the middle there and decide what you want to do.
1: And then the the north side residential. Are you is that like Black Eagle
2: area? No, oh no, 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 lower north side. That's uh, from Park Drive to Ninth Street. And oh. from Second Avenue North to Eighth Avenue North.
1: Okay, that makes sense.
2: Makes sense. Yep. And there's mm-hmm. there's many homes over there that were built fantastically, and oh. some oh, yeah. of them have been had gone through remodeling wow. remodeling processes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an area where you can probably utilize the historic district more than any other, except maybe the Fair District. Oh. The State Fair District. If you look at some of those buildings over there, they are fantastic. They're Art Deco of the '30s, mm. and that they're really classic.
1: Oh yeah, yeah they're really cool. They're gorgeous. Yeah. I was actually just noticing that the other day, just mentally preparing for here, and I'm like, man, some of those buildings are. Uh, what do we describe it? We were on a, a, another podcast where a guy was really into some some older furniture. Oh yeah, like. Uh, like Jetsons, right? Like they, you know, the the the, <laughs> the Jetsons futuristic cartoon. Deco. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, it tried to look futuristic, but now when we look at it now, it's like, oh, that's that's old, you F- know. F- but F- it, it totally. back back in the day, it was like that was that was the thing. Yeah. that's a lot in the Fair District, you see that. Yeah, yeah. cool. Stuff.
3: That that lower nice North Side neighborhood, such a great like Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon walk. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, to look at some of those <laughs> Just like walk those through those yeah. neighborhoods and, and oh. see all the different homes and houses. It's, it's cool. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I have a, a friend that lives over there and they're, they're remodeling one of them. And it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah.
2: There is a lady gives a tour of the North Side and she has written articles about many of those buildings. Okay, what's yeah. her name? Uh, find her. Just yeah <laughs> <You> <laughs> i'll have it i'll have it for you in a minute <laughs> okay
1: okay all right well let's let's keep going let's go down the go down the path here
2: all right well you you wanted to talk a little bit about original buildings so we're going yep. to start about the classic original buildings not yep. that they were the only ones right. but they were the ones that impacted what people uh, had decided to do and when they came to Great Falls. The first one is the Bach Cory block. That would be on the northeast corner of Park Drive and Central Avenue. The building today is two stories high. It has some offices in it and whatnot. At one time, it was five stories high. And I'm sure that they took the top floors off because it was having some subsoil problems. And subsoil problems in an area where the water runs through it like it does in Great Falls. And it's there's you, you have lots of areas in the country like this. It's gumbo and it moves and the buildings, if they're too heavy, do not stand successfully. Mm-hmm. So they took that building down. The second building is the Park Hotel and Park Hotel is uh, is a beauty. It's been renovated and renovated. It burned once. It was renovated after the burn, burned about 1914. Um, it it uh, it basically now is a senior citizen's home.
3: And we we have a model of the original Park Hotel on display right now.
1: That's the big model that's down there.
3: Yes, yep, that, that's, that's the big oh, one. Oh, that
1: thing is, that model is gorgeous. Oh, my if, gosh. If for any other reason you come to the Great Falls History Museum, it's just to see that model.
3: Yeah. Totally, it yeah. Is, it I, is amazing. I'd love to talk your ear off about that exhibit. It's <laughs> it, it's cool. Well, and we, we chatted a little bit earlier about how um, Great Falls is a little different. It was so... Um, Planned. They were like, "We're, we're going to do a town right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to have this cool metropolis right here." And when we um, <laughs> talked about putting these models on display, the the other ones have been up in storage for for quite some time. Um, they were on loan for a long time from the Russell Museum. Um, most people, if, if they've been here, they've probably seen the Opera House and the Park Hotel model, but not the others. Um, so when we when we brought them down, we're like, "Okay, models, like very cool." But we we look into it and they. They were made uh, 1976, and it coincides with the bicentennial. And that also coincides with when the History Museum was formed, the Cascade County Historical Society. So there's this huge like preservation drive to it. And it's, it's interesting that the buildings that they chose are not ones that are standing, either, and especially that opera house model. Um, we don't have that opera house anymore. And so it's, it's kind of this cool, like, it, it shows you that, okay, like, this is, like, the, the very beginnings of Great Falls when we don't have sidewalks. We have, like, wooden planks for sidewalks. Mm-hmm. But they're like, we need to have an opera house here. Right,
1: right. <laughs> where, where was the opera house?
3: So the opera house, if you kind of imagine where the public library is, mm-hmm. um, and if you imagine where the post office is downtown, mm-hmm. it's, um, let's see, the block south of the library and east of the post office, it's a parking lot right now.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I know what you're
3: talking yeah, about. Yeah, that was demolished in 55. Oh, man. And I think Gosh. I think the date on that opera house, I want to say it's like 1891. I'd have to look. It's it's right on the facade of the thing. But, mm-hmm. yeah, and we, up, upcoming, I, I'm not sure quite when we're going to do it, but um, we have some additional information that I'm going to, like, QR code in that exhibit with some more um, like development of the opera house. Like there was we, we typed up um, these, this long campaign of articles in the Tribune where they say, we're going to have this architect come in and, oh, we need to, like, we have to have this opera house. Like we're this booming metropolis. We need arts and theater. So they're like funding. They're like marketing for it. And then it has, it's, it's like this love letter to the opera house where they say like... Let me let me just tell you about all the fantastic features of the interior of the opera house, and they have this, this mural of Two Medicine Lake and Glacier um, on the back of it, and um, it's just just kind of a cool little little tidbit. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, that's pretty. That's sweet. awesome.
0: And where is the? Um, you said that the IKE. You said that the Park Hotel is now a senior citizens' home. Mm-hmm. Which one is it?
1: Is it the Rainbow?
2: No, 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 no it, it's actually Park Manor is, is the... It,
1: oh, Park Manor, okay. I can't picture where that is.
3: So it's uh, the Civic Center, if you face east, that's yeah. on your right-hand side, and it's like a like Spanish Revival mm-hmm. okay. um, style, yeah. Cool. And you, you said the Rainbow, the Rainbow was also a hotel. Mm-hmm. Right, that, and yeah. that's
1: that's where my confusion was, but it's always been, has it always been called the Rainbow, something Rainbow?
3: I think it's always yeah. kept that name,
1: yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Just checking.
2: <laughs> the uh, I want to discuss the location of the Grand Theater. Yes. Oh, yeah. It basically was across the alley from that parking lot. Mm. Oh. And and then on the corner was a Conoco service station. Later in life, and the I mean I was at that that uh, building when it was used for. Funny things like wrestling and all that oh cool <laughs> it, it went downhill from the standpoint of entertainment, gotcha, okay, uh, as did the uh, uh, the rainbow you know the rainbow theater, but it was there, and there i people tell me they all know where it was, and mm-hmm. most of them are wrong. <laughs>
3: We, we have some photos if anybody uh, requests, and um, maybe, maybe I'll get that tied with our social media to get one of those photos that kind of shows it in relationship with the stuff that's now standing mm, that's you know, so, yeah, okay. kind of get a sense of it. Yeah, hey, that'd be yeah.
2: cool. Yeah, it's yeah. where the bank drive-in facility okay. is.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, Wells Fargo? Mm-hmm. Yep, Wells Fargo, right there. Yep, I can picture it.
2: But it was okay. a narrow lot. It was, it was funny that that building would be on that lot. Well, that, was, yeah. that's
1: what I'm thinking in my head. is like, that seems really
0: small. It, it for- was
2: deep yeah. and narrow. Okay.
0: Because huh. that, that bank is a weird bank. It's like a weird building yeah. and a weird location. And yeah, okay. Now it makes sense.
2: All <laughs> <laughs> right, All right. Next building is the Todd Block. And those are the three, the hotel, the Todd Block, and the Bach Cory Building. Mm-hmm. And the Todd Block has lots of a character because it burned down in 1929, and it was. My dad said it was the best fire Great Falls ever had.
1: Is this? This is the one I think in the the movie that Joe and I watched. The video that Joe and I watched. Like everybody came down to kind of everybody like came. to watch the fire because it, yeah.
2: it was such an impressively large like
1: fire, a huge fire.
2: Yeah, it was. It the fire actually started in the evening. Uh, I don't know how it started, but it was kind of interesting that it burned all night, and people did come down. My dad came down in the middle of the night to watch it. Wow, Um, that seems
1: so weird.
3: Which (laughs) which block is it? Uh,
2: It's it's where Tracy's Restaurant is today. Okay.
0: Wow, so that was the Todd... Block and the building that was there is now where Tracy's is. Mm -hmm. And I just can't imagine saying, okay, kids, did you hear there's a fire downtown? Get your (laughs) coats on. Let's all go check it out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Lots of interesting stories. Uh, The Stanton Bank was located in that building. And as it crashed into the basement, it, of course, wrecked the. the safe, the the big bank safe and its door. And the only person who was a certified safe cracker in the state of Montana was uh, uh, Jim Charteris. And that was, his building was right next door, but Stanton had hermed him down for a loan. So when he went to Charteris to get into the safe, he told him, To go jump in the river because he was not going to open it for him since he wouldn't do him a favor. Well, two weeks later, and having doubled the price, why, Charteris went over and opened the safe for the Stanton Bank.
1: And so he essentially got
2: his loan anyway. No, he didn't get his loan. They got they got into the bank and the the safe. No, he got his loan someplace else.
1: Oh, okay. I was gonna say, Man. did he just charge enough that he got the? No, <laughs>
2: in those days, the Conrad Bank, which was headquartered at that time in the Bock Corey Building, probably gave him the loan because uh, Jim Conrad was a he was a real hustler. And uh, he had, he eventually ended up building the uh, B&B building that burned down. And uh, that was their new location from, because they only had a f- one floor in the, uh, in the Bot block, but they needed more space. Mm. Wow. Seems like, like, there's a lot of fires. Oh, there were a lot of fires yeah. in those days everywhere mm-hmm. because it was yeah. all stick construction.
1: Right, it's, so it's not it's not just a Great Falls problem. This is just a, a, a problem happening in the ni- 1900s to the 1940s, totally. somewhere in there. Mm-hmm.
3: What's what's kind of fun, um, when I was putting together some information at the Paris department store, and that, that's what these little photos um, around us are, the inside of the Paris. They, they had one ad. i got to find it again because I forgot to save it. Um, in the newspaper, when they... So the Paris department store burned... And they built um, the, new, the new Paris, um, and that's um, still standing now. I The ad said something like, you know, we've heard what the public wants. They want the highest fashions um, into the store, and they want a fireproof building. <laughs> I
2: thought that was so funny. I need to find it again and save it. they want a fireproof it. building. That was Fred Fligman. He, he was the president of, of uh, the Paris. And the Paris at that time was located where the Liberty Theater building is, Mm -hmm. and at uh, at third and central on the uh, uh, northeast corner. Mm -hmm. And when it burned, temporarily they moved into the bank, uh, the back of the Great Falls National Bank that held them down for a year while they put this building together. It was, well, I think it's, what is it, three and a half stories? It's a, with a basement, but Sounds he fair. he he originally Fligman originally wanted to build a ten story building, and he Whoa. he these people were very positive on Great Falls in those days. Yeah, and right, uh, right. you know this this takes us back to the twenties, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they had when that building burned there were, and also in the. Uh, Todd block there were shops in the main on the main floor and in those shops were it just so happens there were two different um, art stores in there and they both had charles russell paintings in them and they both burned oh. and so not that it makes a big difference today but uh-huh. in those days that was uh, i'm sure a big deal
0: yeah wow so there must have been a lot of money back then. Um, so we're thinking the roaring 20s. And I read that um, Great Falls was home to some of the, high, like the, the highest wages in the entire country. So it makes sense that there's, you know, if there's a lot of money, a lot of potential business to do here with people with making really, really good wages, why not have the fanciest things and build a 10-story building?
1: Yeah. And right now, our, our tallest building is what, eight stories? I don't know where we're at. Now. It, it's eight or eight or nine. What is
3: it? The that U.S. Bank US is in Bank. I, right now. I
1: think it's U.S. Bank. Yeah, I'm not sure. How. Yeah, there was there was confusion. I actually looked up what the tallest building is because we're doing a trivia night on Tuesdays at the Mighty Mo, oh, and cool. so I want we we've had for two weeks in a row one of our categories has been Great Falls, and a lot of them have been history. Awesome. And there was there was discrepancy on what the tallest building in Great Falls was, and I can't mm-hmm. remember between which two. I think it's the U.S. Bank and, and the, something else and the
2: Strain Building.
1: It's it's got to be, but yeah, there, yeah oh, but sure. I, the different places I looked. See, the strain
2: building was an add-on building. It was built two, three, three, three stories, and then they added three more. Whoa! So it went to six, and when they added three more, that's where the first, the very first Great Falls Clinic uh, uh, offices were, and was guy, in the strain. Was in the strain building.
1: Okay, which is where right now we're elevation three thirty is. Yes. Yep. That's the Strain Building. I actually on a on a podcast I called it the Swain Building. Oh yeah, I totally messed up. That's but the right. Strain Building. Yeah.
2: The strain, yeah, because yeah. it was a, there were Strain brothers and relatives. They were all related, and a couple of them were doctors. A couple of them were developers and whatnot. Hmm. Um, the comment on on the shifting attitudes of Great Falls. At first, when they when you know when things were new here it was all sort of a dynamite income town. And they uh-huh. built it, and they were progressing very strongly. Then there was a time, maybe from the Depression till after, well, maybe later than the war, because the war was separate. We, World War II and the development of the base, and we'll leave that separate for a minute. But those, those folks were not the enthusiastic money earners as first. Mm-hmm. Now, what you've got is young people running this town and they're picking up the pieces and they're going with it. Mm-hmm. As, like you say, when, when they have a, a get-together at the uh, Newberry, that's a brand new idea, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's cooking. That's it why is. It yeah. Great Falls is going. Mm-hmm. The, the most interesting thing I've heard in the last 30 days was it apparently someone came in and did a study for the uh, Great Falls Development Corp. And they, they put a list up for 425 new residential developments in this town for 10 years successfully, mm-hmm. succeeding, uh, 10 years straight now the reason they did that and they're not all they're not all homes some are homes some are apartments and i'm sure some are rented homes mm-hmm. and the reason they did that study is because we have so much going on here right now we don't have room for anyone talk to a real estate <laughs> yep. person uh-huh. there's there's
1: <laughs> 30 homes on the market right now which is like and uh, averaging 30 for the last year sometimes down to 14 or 15 and maybe uh, up into 40 but we don't have a lot of homes on the market right now.
2: Yeah. The real estate people feel that we don't have any because it's so tight. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: And with with a thousand realtors in great falls and they've got to split up, you know, 30 homes. It's, it's pretty tough.
0: Yeah. When I was working in the nonprofit sector here, it was surprising that we'd get calls from uh, business owners. You know, they would call a nonprofit and say, Hey, we want to open this business, this, this restaurant, this whatever store, this something, but our employees can't afford to live here because there's no open places and there's so, so they're, they're calling us to maybe hopefully work with the state or the federal government and try to find funds, like try to find like, how do we afford just uh, what you call workforce housing? Like there's no place that you can <clears throat> work 40 hours, live in a place and then go to your job. So how are you going to own a business if you can't have any, there's no place for your workers to live. So <laughs> there's a, there's a squeeze right now. Yeah. But I think
1: it's a good problem for us to have. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, think, I think it's a good problem.
2: I think you'll see some of that turn around. As you build new, old becomes more affordable. Right. So yeah. it's, it's kind of a stepping stone affair.
0: Yeah. Once we have a bunch of new, I mean, because people do want to build. They're trying. I mean, they're going farther farther out, maybe bootlegger way, maybe the uh, where the uh, more expensive houses are towards Ulm, you know, in that mm. r- flood road direction.
3: Oh sure, mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of East Side stuff mm-hmm. too. I remember mm-hmm. hearing a lot about, yeah,
0: yeah, and they I, I, they consider themselves part of Great Falls, even though they're outside city limits. So it's like it's weird that we're expanding because we have to. I mean, regardless of what our actual um, boundaries are, yeah, we have to expand. I'm
2: sure you'll see the city zone boundaries expand as time goes on here. Yep, mm-hmm. depending on you know what what we do with. With some of these developments, so we'll we'll see how it goes. But I, at this point, the young people are running this town, and they're pushing it, and it's moving.
3: Yeah, it's it's cool. Well, it's it's really cool. I I got to take a look at some of the um, publications that the Great Falls Daily Leader um, put together. Um, the
0: second afternoon paper in Great Falls, when we had two, right.
3: Yes, and before then, it was its own paper too. Oh, cool! Yeah, that—that that was the. I, I'm told that's the more uh, right wing one. And oh, the, okay. The Tribune was the more left wing wing. But anyway, they. <laughs> okay. I I got to look through, and I took so many pictures. I have I have a a printout um, in my office and a little frame because it's so cool. The whole goal was industry is here you got to come here extolling the virtues of great falls and it's this cool illustration of this woman who has her arms stretched out the falls are like washing over her and then you see the smelter you see all these homes so it's kind of fun to go back and forth between you know they they have these um photographs of look at these lovely homes this Mm -hmm. is this family this family this family look at this beautiful home and here's an article about agriculture industry, and here's this article about this. And it, it's it's cool to take a look at what Great Falls is doing right now with visit Great Falls website, and kind of kind of do some comparisons about like what we're attracting and what tools we're using right now. It's online and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's mm-hmm. it's been a, a fun fun thing to go back in archives and look at.
2: Cool. Yeah, lots of the folks that are coming here now to work are. Uh, uh, Gonna earn a lot of money because mm-hmm. you don't get technicians inexpensively anymore. Right. Uh, if you want to check that out, you go over to Calumet Refining, and they're doing lots of new things. And those people, they're gonna to have to pay, and they know that. Mm-hmm. And yep. they're doing a lot over there now. Their expansion is dramatic. So they're going. They're shopping the country for technicians and boilermakers and. That sort of thing,
0: wow, so lots of expansion. you know when we were driving here, I noticed that that um, the old the old mall that they bought, I noticed that that um, mm-hmm. their parking lot was completely full this morning, like every single spot, and I was like, "Whoa, I mean that hundreds of vehicles mm-hmm. Wherein, when when it 's usually i 'm used to it seeing just barren you know." Because it's just a closed mall parking lot for a long time. But, yeah, yeah they must be expanding
2: like crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, every year they've expanded a couple more big tanks, you know, storage tanks. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, gotcha. There's a couple of things they don't do anymore. I don't think they do asphalt. I don't know that much about it. But mm-hmm. I can tell you that they're doing lots of processing over there. And they they've got a few things going that other refineries can't do. So they're pretty fortunate. Cool. All right.
3: We will be, if, if you stay tuned to History Museum, we will be talking about Calmet pretty soon, um, this upcoming month in April. I don't want to spoil it, but mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> keep, keep track of our email. We'll, we'll, be, sh- we'll be sharing um, from them and, and with them. Yeah.
0: And so you're going to be putting that out on your, um, for members of your email list, your subscriber list?
3: Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. All
0: right. I'm going to get signed up on that.
3: By yeah, the way. please do. It's fun.
1: Okay. Well, I was going to say we were going to save that for the end, but go ahead. And how do people get signed up for that email list?
3: Yeah, so you can find it on our website. Our website is www.greatfallshistorymuseum.org. Um, and you can scroll down to find our little subscribe button. where You can enter your email. And yeah, every month we do a, a blog post um, with, with a couple little tidbits. I try to find fun, newspaper clippings, um, the odd photo or two to put in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it helps you keep track of our events that are coming up. Um, and now we've... Uh, We've had a really awesome um, second Saturday programming um, for a year now, something like that. It's a little hard to keep track of with COVID, but we have, um, we're open on the second Saturday a month. And at 1 p.m. we have programming. Oh, yeah.
0: sweet. Okay. What's programming?
3: Yeah. So um, catch-all term, we have everything from author talks to oh. musical performance with um, our piano and puppetry Oh, um, we have uh, interesting lecturers that'll come in. Um, we're going to have our legacy awards in April, um, which more more information coming soon. We're we're excited about that one.
0: Okay, so when you say programming, you mean award ceremonies, puppetry pageants, piano playing things, and author. Signings that word that word is doing a lot of work. So no, right, <laughs> that's, that's awesome.
3: <laughs> it's it's been really cool. Okay, yeah. and wanna, all, that's, it's all free too.
0: I want to see a puppetry thing at the history museum second Saturday.
3: Second Saturday. Okay, cool. Yeah.
0: All
1: right, and uh, that there'll, there'll be a link in the show notes uh, to to get to the Great Falls History Museum, so you can just go down there and find it. Super easy. Mm-hmm. Super yeah. easy. And all all your social media will be up there. Uh, we'll even link Kaufman's just so you can. Yeah. know where, where Ike comes from as well. I had a question, if, if it's okay, if we go back real quick. <clears throat> you, you picked the the Bach-Corey block, the Park Hotel, and the Todd block. Those three, right? Am I missing one? Mm-hmm. What, what are the significance of those three all together?
2: Well, <coughs> when... Uh, uh, we got to go back and see who said that.
0: They're all very prominent buildings. When Mark
2: Twain came to Great Falls, Ah. he said, this is one of the most beautiful towns in the West. Hey, that's kind of a nice compliment. That was the kind of buildings we had here then. Now, there were others. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably the most uh, uh, noted building is the... uh, uh, in that collection of buildings, it was uh, the Arvon building, and you've uh-huh. all been in the Arvon building. It houses the Celtic Cowboy, which is now a renovated bar, restaurant, and hotel, mm-hmm. <coughs> you know, and it's it's just a knock dead place. In those days, that service... That serviced the railroad, mm-hmm. and it serviced them with horses and hacks, which were horse-drawn cabs, okay. two-seaters, and they would go meet the train, just like taxis meet airport. airplanes today, okay. and they would put them in and go. And so that, but there, all those buildings were located in a, in the downtown area. Now, the railroad came on the west side. Of Park Drive, in that area today are the Civic Center, uh-huh. the renovated uh, uh, building on the corner that at one time housed 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 the Lindsay Fruit, uh, Pennington Mather, uh, uh, tire. There was a tire shop there. It housed all kinds of buildings, and now it's been renovated. The Children's um, uh, Children's Historic Museum Museum is there, which is a dynamite use of that building. Yeah, it is. I think the city, they wanted it at one time for parking, but Mm -hmm. I think they've decided to leave the museum there because it's a great place for it. Yeah, I think they did. Then the Chevrolet building, they assembled Chevrolet's in great falls where the police station is today oh i had no
0: idea right next to
2: it went through four steps first of all they shipped in pieces parts of of chevrolet cars and trucks and they assembled them there then they became the chevrolet distribution this is the second phase chevrolet distribution phase for the state of montana then they became the GMAC offices when General Motors was financing that way. And in those time, now they're shipping uh, GM cars by by uh, across the country. Uh-huh. And then they be. Then it became the police station. It's a neat building. It the police are concerned they've overgrown it, mm, and if uh-huh. they have outgrown it, then I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, there is a the freight building is right on the. West of the Civic Center, and that building is offices, two lawyers' offices and a a real estate office. And the old, uh, uh, that's the Railroad Express, not the freight building, I'm sorry. And the freight building was along Park Drive, and that building has been converted to state offices, and they're neat. It's a slick... It was a slick conversion. Oh, yeah. The offices are great. If you haven't been in one, you should just go down and take a look. Mm-hmm. Good job.
1: And, and so that's... The the railroad came right through there.
2: Oh, yeah. They had mm-hmm. like five lines between the Chevrolet building and five railroad... It was just storage tracks where they would put boxcars and whatnot, and the freight building. Now... There's no tracks there. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, there's no, there's no tracks there. I had no, no idea that they came through right there. And so then from the Celtic Cowboy, they'd go and pick people up just from right, right over there yes. and bring them back to the hotel. Because if you, if you go to like a, a big BNSF town now, there's specific hotels still for railroad, mm-hmm. where, where that's, that's pretty much all that hotel does, is mm-hmm. we, we have railroad employees. That's and so the same that's what thing the with
2: air, cowboy, airports are like that. Mm-hmm. There's oh, hotels that you. just from oh, right, right, the right, Yep.
3: Same oh, thing. I learned a cool fact that that's why um, the Park Hotel is a Spanish revival. And a lot of hotels were built as Spanish revivals because that's how the train stations were built in that style. Oh. So it's kind of to get you to make a connection with, oh, this is the hotel that I go to. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay,
1: okay.
0: What a cool fact about the Chevy um, Chevy making here, manufacturing of Chevys, or assembling them here, because yeah. it, it makes me think like, well, oh, well, maybe that's why there's such a like a deep rooted love for classic cars here. Like there's you know a huge. I mean totally. we're, we're such as I mean we're such a small town, but right. like the when when you have a classic car show, it's like every single person in town has a classic and they all show up, and it's like I'm I'm amazed with it, like how amazing it is. But now knowing that this is where we used to assemble Chevys, well now it kind of all makes sense.
2: Now they come from all over the west yeah. for that car show. Uh Gosh, that's let's amazing. let's go to the civic center now. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, do it. Yeah. We want to talk about the civic center was built in 1939 and 40. Okay. And at that at that time that was the that was a railroad circle there, and and it was, it, in the middle of it, There it was a classic park, uh-huh. in the middle of it was Paris Gibson's statue, which now is on the, the corner of uh, First Avenue North and Park Drive, but it was there, and when they built that, the mayor, of course, in 1939 and 40, we think uh-huh. back, it's uh-huh. HDR, or FDR, right. and he built it with, of federal monies oh. and Julius Werthner was the president well uh, there excuse me the mayor and when he built it there were a lot of people didn't like it so they made sure he didn't get reelected oh but let's goodness. face it it's a great building it does things for this town that nothing else can do the concert hall and we draw from all of northern Montana mm-hmm. holds uh, seventeen hundred and fifty people there's an entertainment hall that they can sit with eight hundred chairs, or it can use it for standing, dancing, whatever. Uh, there's a small room and meeting room for sixty uh, meets with sixty people. The Missouri ballroom holds two hundred and forty, and the city court, uh, the offices, the uh, uh, all the offices that are there, and the city meeting room, the the main room for for the uh, city offices is there mm-hmm. so it's quite a
3: place and there was there was ice skating there
2: oh yes that's as well that's well that's where they that's where they yeah they, they put ice rink in there but it it was a short <coughs> rink and it needed to be changed i played hockey all my life i can tell you all about it uh-huh. when we went to canada we got a rink that was uh, 20 yards longer and uh, Makes a difference. Oh yeah, no, no, it was 20, <laughs> excuse me, 20, 20, 40, it was 40 feet longer and 16 feet narrower than- Whoa, okay. We were, they were, they were narrower, excuse me, they were wider and they were longer. Uh-huh. And my kids, when I took those little kids up there and when we were coaching, uh, it, we, we got beat because of the size of the rink. Wow. Mm-hmm. And we played some good games.
1: And so, so the rink. Is, what is the rink now?
2: It's I think that's the convention yeah, it's center a con-
3: room. It's
1: that, a they can hold like seventeen hundred people.
2: No, no, it holds. Um, it, it's the one that holds eighty. Oh, okay. Eighty chairs. Okay. Wow. Eight hundred so, chairs. I'm sorry. Okay, I was gonna say that <laughs> seems a little 80. small.
1: Okay, so, 800, yeah.
0: It was, did did the, the town not liking that building too much have uh, the civic center, did it have anything to do with them having to move um, Peris Gibson's statue and his, like, circle garden? Was any was there any contention over that, or they're like, eh, it's okay?
2: The whole thing was just a big mess for a while, but mm-hmm. I, I think the city took pretty good care of it. They, yeah. worked, they worked at it and got the statue up and yeah. got the trail around the park, and the trail around the park has been a success. We we have mm-hmm. pictures of that park uh, going back to the days that it was about one third the size it is today, and then it expanded slowly to the north. Mm. Okay, cool. Okay, very cool. And the lake the lake at one time was a little lake, and it was about uh, oh it would have been about a block to the south of where it is today, and it was just a little bleedy lake, just nothing like what it is today. Oh, wow, so they expanded it quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, that kind of covers that downtown area there.
1: Okay. I have a random question. Shoot. Are there... I, I've, I've heard different stories of uh, underground tunnels. <laughs> Are there still (laughs)
3: underground tunnels? Frequent question. I I have to to, have to know. I have to
1: know. Like, is there underground tunnels right now?
3: We get this question all the time.
2: There is the remainder of an underground tunnel that I can verify, and that tunnel ran from the Park Hotel to the original First National Bank. Uh, You can access that from a couple of the buildings. Uh, between 2nd and 3rd Street, on the south side of the street, you can access the uh, tunnel. If there were other tunnels, tunnels to speak out. Mm-hmm. I do not know of them. And I hear it all the time. You, you get, yeah. just like, you hear it all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One other thing. There were mm-hmm. underground stores around the Rainbow Hotel. On 1st Avenue North and on 3rd Street North, there were underground tunnels and there were some stores in those areas. Now, those are gone. There's no way they could maintain them with the water pressure that you get in. This is is a very funny soil here because when you get water running through here, uh, pushing the gumbo, it changes the structure of your building monthly. I mean, it's, it's, if it's dry, it, the gumbo shrinks, and then water can get in between the gumbo and the building. Mm-hmm. If it rains, then it expands, and nothing comes in. Right. Trust me, I can, <laughs> I can attest to that. That's why there are so many buildings in this town that have sump pumps. Sump pumps, gotcha. Yeah. Okay.
1: And so why why were the why were they underground? Why were those stores underground on third and third? Just not, just because they could?
2: Why were they underground in Haver? And Haver's got a great system up there of underground.
1: Yeah, I've done pumps. that I've done that tour up in Haver, Haver Underground.
2: Have yeah. you? Yeah. You ever do the one in Seattle?
1: Oh no, I haven't done the one in Seattle. I've done the one in
0: Seattle. Have you? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm from Port Orchard originally. Okay. So. It's a fun, it's a cool one. I mean, yeah. they maintain them. You can walk right under the buildings, and in uh, it, it was interesting. Because it was because of the water pressure. So they built Seattle, and it was on this big hill. And um, at a certain point, they had so the the sewage would start to come up through the toilets because of the pressure or something, and then you would see pictures of people. Um, putting their toilets way up on platforms like you'd have to crawl up a ladder in your bathroom to go up on perch yourself on a toilet and so they're like why don't we just like just just cover up the first floor and then everything that's now the second floor will be the first floor now and we'll we'll just solve all that and they did okay that's why they have this, the whole city decided you know what let's go one floor up there you go <laughs> and they use that first floor for garbage i don't know so I just toss the garbage down. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, fun fact, garbage. <laughs> okay. What's next, uh, what's next for buildings?
2: Well, I don't know if you want to talk about individual buildings. I do have some. I think office buildings are important. We yeah. have a lot of them. Okay. Uh, the Davidson Building, the U.S. Bank Building, uh, <laughs> the old railroad freight building, Strain Building. 501 building, 600 Central Plaza building, and uh, the Silver State building, which is now about to go under renovation, that's the old public drug building. Mm. And that is being remodeled by Alluvion, and they will have at least 250 medically-oriented people in there, all the way from doctors to nurses to, <clears throat> you know... Nurses aides and whatnot. Where's this I'm so Silver
3: excited th- th- to see the rebirth of that one.
0: Which which one is this? The Silver State Building. Um, yeah, and it's
3: also mm. the Rocky Mountain Fire. Rocky Mountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that one is Sixth um, Street and Central, and it's it's the big. It's been um, in bad shape for a long time. Um, oh, is it, it the one it that, that fire? Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: The one with all the murals now and boards around
2: it, and we've been okay. Mm -hmm.
3: I'm excited to see that rebirth. Let's go back to the
2: Silver State Building. I want to cover that once. because Hamilton, who was the largest sheep rancher in the state of Montana in his day, when they built the Silver State Building, he had decided to sell his sheep, sell his ranch, get out of the get out of the farm business, and move into automobiles and he went back and this is 1905 to 1910 and drove cars out from the East Coast to uh, to put in the Silver State Building now think of how many rivers he had to cross and he crossed them on a railroad bridge whenever he came to like the Missouri River he just followed the railroad tracks, and put his car on there and drove across the railroad tracks. When, when was this? This was about 1910. Now, his oh, okay. great-granddaughter lives here, and she'll talk to you about that. She's pretty knowledgeable on the subject. Cool.
3: And which, um, which building is that Silver one? Silver
2: State. It's, it's on 1st uh, Avenue North and 6th uh, Street. There was a an Amer there was American Express building in there for a while or business for in there for a while. Oh, there is still a travel agency in there. There's oh,
3: okay. A- yeah. Farmers
2: uh, Insurance had their state office up there. Okay, are you, you with yeah, me? Yeah,
3: yeah, I got it now. Mental, mental image. And there, there's a in the back. Is there the there uh-huh.
2: is a, there's a freight elevator like there is in the history museum uh-huh. for cars. Same thing.
0: I'm picturing, so we're back in 1905 and 1910. Like, I'm picturing Model Ts. Like, he's going to the East Coast and driving a Model T all the way to Montana. Is it one by one, or has he got a, a truck full of them, or what do we got?
2: One by one. Uh, Hupmobile. Um, yeah, he had, uh, I don't remember all the, name, all the names, but Hubmobile was, oh, yeah. And there was a first day, the first of Studebaker's was there. Okay. Yeah. Man. Then it was a furniture store and then now it's an office building.
0: So he went from sheep herding to cars filling a big old building full of cars yeah. that he drove there on railroad tracks. Well, not the whole way, but over the bridges. Still, it's really which, cool.
1: Which is like you see in the movies, right? Like, oh, we got to drive through this across this bridge. I think it was Indiana Jones or something, right? Oh, Where they're yeah. like trying to outrun the the train. They don't know it's coming. I can't imagine how many close calls he might have had coming across the bridge and yeah, yeah, I wonder like, if a you know, model
0: you, t like would do you have to like call ahead there's no phones like would you <laughs> how do you get <laughs> it
3: right. needs to be like a dramatic graphic novel yes. illustration it's begging for a dramaticized yeah, yeah. retelling
0: it does it does yeah it seems like it could be a movie right. i mean just driving a model t or one of those older studebakers all across anyways i'm sorry i'm gonna write a movie here <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so cool silver state building being renovated he used to hold cars cool old elevator silver that
2: silver state building is not being renovated that was my mistake oh gotcha that's the
3: uh rocky mountain rocky, fire rocky,
2: rocky yeah. mountain building rocky
0: mountain building Gotcha. and that
2: was rocky mountain insurance and paris um, gibson was a partner
0: oh okay gotcha paris gibson was a partner Woo, classic
3: and they had that that building had the it was that is that pantages theater up in on it? top uh, kind of, kind of in the in the middle of it there, like uh, there, there's that cool like facade, and that's a theater. I can't mm-hmm. remember the, the name of that one. Um, Pantages maybe. A P. Yeah, is it is it Pantages or yeah, Pant- Pantages? Pantasia. There you go. Pantages. Pant- okay. Oh, Pantasia was
2: Pantages a story all on its own. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, let's do the Pantages. Then
2: we'll come back to it. Oh, all,
3: all I know is I <laughs> love looking at it and and looking up some of the photos that like uh, John Staub, that photographer took. Yeah. That's the extent of my knowledge of it.
2: Cool. Yeah, when Pantasia was on the vaudeville circuit, and they would go to Canada, go to Edmonton, Calgary, Lethbridge, Great Falls, Salt Lake, San Francisco. Whoa. Ten cool. years we were on it. Then they closed. Then they ran as a theater. Then they closed it because there was no action. Then came World War II, and there came the bases. And when the base came here, and when oh. the 7th the Ferrying Command was on, up on Gore Hill, then these guys wanted someplace to go watch a movie, so they they reinvented the Rainbow Theater, uh-huh. and that's when they built the Town Theater, which is all um, oh, kind of long in there by uh, uh, the uh, Cascade uh, Coffee Shop, and so it's uh, we had we had we had four at one time theaters. Now there's just one theater building.
0: hmm Yeah.
2: Of course the rainbow is occupied by Davidson's again and that's
0: Oh, that's the Davidson building now?
2: That's no, that's part of the Davidson buildings. Oh gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: they're doing very well these days, those Davidson's.
1: <laughs> um, we've we've mentioned a couple times uh, two two bigger names that in Great Falls, you just kind of know because things are named after them. But can we get just uh, for we have listeners actually all over the world, but all over the country as well. Um, who who is Paris Gibson? Because that's probably most important. And then uh, who is uh, CM Russell? And can we get like we don't have to do this exhaustive thing, but why, why have we brought their names up a couple times?
3: Yeah, um, so Paris Gibson is the founder of the city, mm-hmm. um, and he's um, an East Coast guy. I think, is it St. Louis? That was kind of his inspiration. Oh, no. Ike's giving me a look like, no. I think it was Minneapolis. His, his Minneapolis. last
2: head location was Minneapolis. Minneapolis. That's why he knew so much about water and water pressure gotcha. with a declining altitude. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm
3: we go get my facts straight here (laughs) uh,
2: well that one that one makes sense and Mm -hmm. and go ahead because he he lived here he was a city designer and uh um
3: (laughs) yeah um and well and he he spent a lot of time recruiting a lot of the different um business, um, investors. And you'll see these names kind of peppered throughout time. Like if you've heard Mm -hmm. of Chowan Springs, H.O. Chowan was one of those big investors, opera house, different stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of fun in the archives. We have, um, a, a couple separate collections for, um, Paris Gibson. We have a couple of his little, little books that might fit in your little suit jacket. And he has all these kind of like notes, like he's taking if he's going to meetings, like these different stats of different cities, and and kind of making those. And you, you can you can kind of see like okay, are his wheels turning? Of like what, what are we going to do in Great Falls? Um, it's it's kind of cool. There was a, a great article by our our uh, historian friend over at the base, uh, Troy Hulsell. Um He wrote a, a really a really cool article on Great Falls, um, and he also did one on just like the urban forest. And how weird is it that we have a forest in the middle of the prairie? Well, it's all because we wanted to create this this beautiful, like, really Eastern style city here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, that is
1: weird. And so he yeah. he was he was in Minneapolis, and then decided as a city planner, where am I going to make a next city? And he just came here. And what Let's what year was it. that?
3: Oh, good question.
2: You know, be about, it would be about 1880. It's, it's right in the 1880s. Yeah, <clears throat> my. Uh, my grandfather came up the river in 1880 and was stayed in Fort Benton. He at that time didn't come this far, but Paris Gibson came through and and he was he was looking at Great Falls at that time, and so I'm I would guess the early 1880s.
1: Okay, okay, and Fort Fort Benton again for our listeners that don't know uh, is is north of us. It has a ton of history as well. Oh yeah, um, up there at Fort Benton, but uh, and so. Yeah. So Paris Paris comes in starts designing this city. He has a lot of knowledge in that area. You've even read some of his notes that he's taken on stats yeah. and different things. He becomes our first mayor if I'm not if I'm not wrong. Um, I think that's right. Yep, yeah. our, our first mayor yeah. and rec- recruits businesses, recruits investors, gets gets this town really going. And how on earth does that tie in somehow to C.M. Russell? Because he's also like this name that everything's named after. Not everything. Lots of things are named after, and we're, things, we're, yeah. a very, we're very proud yeah. of these two names in Great Falls. So how does uh, C.M. Russell tie in with any of this?
2: Well, Russell was not a developer. you right. got to understand that. He was a cowboy. Right. And uh, he came out here to get away from family and things in St. Louis. I think that's where you're thinking, the St. Louis. Maybe. Uh, or maybe
3: I'm just East Coast, whatever yeah, it is over there. Yeah, because <laughs> he came from
2: St. Louis, and uh, uh, he was just a rustler and a cowboy. Ooh. It was It was interesting, and of course he could paint. And whenever he saw something he liked, he painted it. And I don't think any of Charles Russell's success would have ever been notorious like it is if it weren't for his wife nancy who really put him on the market she took him to new york she took him to san francisco uh-huh. every she artist did. needs a nancy yeah. yeah yeah and 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 what
1: Nancy's year right. what yeah yeah, nancy. yeah what what year did uh russell what what year was he here
2: I think he died in thirty six. I okay. think, okay. and so you know, you could probably take 67 years off that, get to his birthday. So he was here, he was here around nineteen hundred. You'd have to go to his paintings and see, you know, and quick uh, Google yeah. search yeah we are going Yeah, we're going to find
3: Whoa. that out here in <laughs> <Cool. a minute. laughs>
1: with our supercomputers that fit in our pockets now.
2: Yeah, cool. where would I be
3: without this? No
0: kidding. Well, that's interesting. So he, he's a world famous western artist now um yeah. and it's it really interesting that he had you know he was a cowboy that could just paint but he wouldn't no one would know about him unless he had someone to say hey these are the parties we need to go to these are the people we need to put your paintings in front of and here's how we're going to sell those paintings to them now get on the wagon yep oh that's cool <laughs>
2: that's exactly right she ran the show mm-hmm. you know he he was around her he would go to the oh. to the uh Uh, mint and have a couple of drinks Mm -hmm. and get on a streetcar and take the streetcar home. And he was on 5th Avenue North is where he lived Mm -hmm. and uh, must be 12th Street. And my grandfather lived at 820 on 9th Avenue, 820 uh, 4th Avenue North. And they used to ride together. And if they got telling jokes and laughing, they just kept going. They made the full trip all the way around and made a second laugh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my dad tells those kind of stories. He was, he was quite a character. And the Silver Dollar, he hung out at the Silver Dollar, which was another bar. Okay. Uh, he, you know, he just, he was not a developer. Didn't want to be. Right. In fact, I think he opposed development.
0: Yeah, and what was with that? Um, the way that he dressed—like, didn't he have a certain? Like, he wore like a sash around him. He had a signature sash, and then a signature way that he would wear his hat. You know, what, what do you remember about that?
2: Well, I don't remember anything about it.
0: Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I was like, what were the what were the stories about that? <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, does your family have any? Um, did they have any stories about that? Like, man, he, he was he dressing outlandish, or was no. everyone kind of no, dressing dressed? He was like a that?
2: cowboy dresser of the year, except he probably wore the same thing regularly. That would have been Charles Russell. He was a habit guy. Okay, and if he had a habit, he stuck with it.
0: So he's wearing the same thing, but he he got the thing that he liked. And when you said he's the cowboy dresser of the year, do you mean just in a like he was a good dresser? Was there like an actual? Award given to okay. <laughs> No awards okay. in those days. <laughs> just kidding, but yeah, when I see him, I'm like, man, he's a like kind of a stylish-looking guy with the sash and the, the you know the the tie sort of thing that he would use. He in the-
2: seemed to know that when he was there, you would recognize him by his appearance, mm. clothes, hat, and the hat was a winner. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that that put him on the market.
3: Huh. Great for branding to just keep with the same. He was... Costuming. Right. He was branding
0: yeah. himself. Interesting. Yeah. So interesting.
1: Did, uh, did I hear that, like, so there's a big mural of him up uh, right now. Was there, was there a little controversy about his hat? Because I know now, you can see it from Electric City Coffee. That's what I know is you can see it from mm. there. So it's,
0: it's got the big picture of just his head wearing the hat. And I think people were saying, like, that doesn't really look like a hat that he would wear. It looks more like a UFO.
3: I, I love to joke that it's a UFO, right? And Doesn't it yeah. kind
0: of look like a UFO?
3: <laughs> and he he has like a couple a couple different hats because he has that really wide brim hat. But we we've got photos of him with a narrower brim hat. Mm-hmm. It all kind of fits the same kind of kind of vibe, kind of mm-hmm. Charlie Russell branding. But yeah, there's there's more than one hat style that I've seen in some photos. Oh, okay, yeah, okay.
1: interesting. Okay, and um, two other things I want to make sure we kind of hit as it rounds out a little bit of who uh, we we haven't even. Touch the surface here, but th- that was the point is we kind of wanted to give this 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 grand view, and then w- hopefully we can have a couple more where we dive in little little spots here but uh, <coughs> the two things I have is we've talked about the base you know when did that come here right now it's called Mountstrom um but it wasn't called that when it first opened up here um it got named after
3: uh, Colonel Malmstrom yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Colonel, yeah.
1: And, and I can't remember why and so there's that and then I also want to get into a, you, you might have a little bit of interesting story of 127 years of the, the Kaufman building you know uh, and so either one of those we can attack
2: alright well let's start with the one that makes the most sense and that, and that is the first subject yeah. okay yeah so oh, um, now let's see Give me a lead on that. Where, where do you want me to go? Well,
1: when, when did the base come here?
2: Okay, all right. The base came here as a reaction to World War II. Uh, we were just getting into flying missions. We did not have a landing strip at mm. the east end of town. They started at Gore Hill on the west end of town. Right, right. They, uh, they brought, uh, in those days, they brought fighters and... Bombers in. They were. They weren't quite into the the updated model of the B 17s uh, the, the fighters weren't. You know, no jets in those days. They were all prop driven. But there were no P fifty ones. They were. They were older looking aircraft than that. And they started with that. And that was this called the Seventh Faring Command. Okay, now, don't Something break that down there. yet, because it had the 7th Faring <laughs> Command goes further than that. It, it okay. actually was shipping aircraft into Russia, but that comes later. Because oh, yeah. there
1: was a whole Russian thing up on Gore Hill, right? Uh, that's We had, right. okay,
2: yeah. but we had Russian
3: s- officers stay here. Right. Yes. Yeah.
2: yes, and they, they wouldn't allow us to have U.S. officers in Russia, but the Russians were staying in the United States. For what reason? I don't know, except that we would take a plane, and we would fly it to Alaska, and then across the Bering Sea to Russia. Well, we needed to put these guys someplace, so people were putting them in their houses. They had I think, if I remember right, they had 70 people in the ice arena at the Civic Center at that time. They, they turned it into a, a barracks. Right. Okay. We, we have
3: photos of this, too. It's, yeah. Cool. Uh, Quite a sight. Well, and if I, if I remember, it's like the, the, the higher-ranking officers got to stay at the Park Hotel, maybe. But if you were just kind of one of the regular guys, you got to sleep in a cool Nice little cot amongst your buddies in the yeah, former the park, ice rink. The rank.
2: park and the Man. rainbow. Park and rainbow. Yeah, that's that's where they stayed. The officers stayed there, and they uh, uh, it was it was quite interesting. And all this time, uh, thanks to Mike Mansfield, we were constructing what they called at that time East Base. Okay, ultimately Maelstrom, and East Base was being built. And now, all of a sudden, we have two divisions. We have East Base, and we have Gore Hill. And Gore Hill then became the 7th Faring Command, and they were transporting things to Russia, where this East Base was offensive, even in the day when it was... uh, just planes before it got into the missiles. And then later on came missiles. The missiles came in the 50s when, you know, Russia had missiles, we had to have missiles, and uh, we put the missiles in, and those were dynamite days in our store because the missile people were making a ton of money. Those were high-class people from Boeing and they were, they were all making a little money. It was very, it was quite interesting. Hmm. Uh, that was a time we expanded hmm. from 1950 to 19, we moved to a new store in 63. And uh, we had a ton of customers. We were doing business like nobody in the, in the United States. Wow. And uh, that all went away, came the seventies. Okay. Hmm. The late 70s, and uh, particularly 80 and 84, we got we got into a little drought here and that kind of slump. But I think that covers the base, because Malmstrom, uh, he was killed in an airplane accident south of town. Yeah, so, yeah, okay, yeah. now it's all written And he, about.
3: he wasn't here for super long, right? But he was really popular.
2: People liked him. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, really, really popular guy.
2: Yeah,
1: and it was just kind of a freak accident that happened, and they decided to name the base? Probably was
2: all weather. You know, we had a bad weather year here mm-hmm. in one winter, and I've talked to guys that were flying, mostly the guard. When the guard when the guard came to Great Falls, they were a defense unit for uh, uh, jet pilots, jet aircraft, F-89s, you know, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. they, uh, they were up all the time, and they had some bad nights. Stormy weather, couldn't get the plane in, couldn't get down any place in the state. And there were crashes and some accidents, you know, that just couldn't be prevented. Right, Mm -hmm. right. I had a friend that uh, landed his plane on Gore Hill, and they told him, don't come in. He said, I got to come in. I don't have any fuel. He turned on the taxiway, started the taxiway back to the airport, and ran out of fuel. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wow. And he he is still findable, that guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That Oh, man, that that would be a nightmare right there. Yeah. (coughs) <coughs> um, well
3: and not to not to sail pitch you guys too much but we do we do have a good um documentary our, our more recent one is military history um mm. it's called thunder under the big sky and it covers the beginnings of um gore hill seventh Faring group moves here instead of seattle and why that happened um mm. into the the base and you actually get like a peek of when you go underground to that that missile room where oh, you see yeah, all yeah, the yeah. controls and yeah, those little yeah. guys have to stay down in there in that little pod. So yeah. that, nice. that, that's a cool one that we, we've got for sale now.
1: Okay, okay. awesome. Yeah, we'll get, we might have to check that one out. Mm-hmm. We 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 both are ex-military and so oh, right on. A, l- a little bit of interest into that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, for to, sure. As to what the interest yeah. is. And, and so now, uh, again, uh, for our listeners down in Great Falls, there's uh, we have a from Air Force Base on the east side um, and then we have... Uh, the National Guard that's up at, at Gore Hill now, uh, Red Horse, Red Horse National Guard, and then Mounts Air Force Base.
2: The number of people that uh, have retired from the military and stayed in Great Falls is a, is amazing. It's, it's a very large yeah. amount. Uh, yeah. They like it here. They like it here because of the weather. It's, you know, you've got four seasons. It's either cold or nice or sunny or windy or whatever. And they like to ski. They like to hunt. They like to do all the things we do here. and. Uh-huh. It's, it's a nice place for people to stay. Right, right. Uh, definitely a great And the place. community welcomes them. I don't think that it's any animosity toward military in this town.
3: Oh, yeah, super pro. I mean, I always see, like, military discounts. We really, yeah, uh, yeah. love having them. Ha-
1: having been at military bases and, and near some of the towns uh, around the country, this one does a better job than, than most I've been to. Yeah. Oh, that's um, good to hear. Yeah, yeah cool. Like uh, where I was at in Fort Stewart, Georgia, uh, Hinesville, Georgia, was the, the Great Falls. And uh, man, you you'd mainly just had businesses that uh, wanted to take advantage of the military. So you had car dealerships and those uh, cash advance check places and, and all of that stuff and, and 30 some percent interest on your, your cars and and yeah, not military discounts everywhere. Let's you know get you guys in the parade. Let's help you you know get acclimated to the weather. Th- this is such a nice town and welcoming to the to the military.
2: Oh, cool. well, we hope so. Mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah. that there are some places that are looking to skin them a little bit, but I don't think it's that's not prevalent. Yeah,
1: that's not the that's not the.
3: In Great Falls, I always get the sense that like, please come come off the base, come visit us. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and then so the the last thing to, to maybe cover today would be, um, Kaufman's. Well, and you, you dabbled in it a
2: little bit, and we st- the store was founded in eighteen ninety four. My grandfather was a partner with his brother in law. Uh, the uh, the store had a fire, a small fire, so of course you got to have a fire sale. Well, my grandfather's doing all the work, and my uh, and his brother in law is taken in all the money and he's not working much and my grandfather told him if he didn't change he was going to leave him he said ah oh, you can't leave he said you think I can't and my grandfather left him that was in 1894 uh, around the end of November we think I think we got it at the 31st of November that then we put a store in at uh, uh, two, uh, 224 Central Avenue then we went Uh, to 212 Central Avenue. Then we went to 304 Central Avenue. That would be 1927. Then when the bank expanded, built a new building, uh, we had to move. So we moved to uh, 412 Central Avenue, which is across the street from where we are today, where Mighty Moe is. And uh, and we were there from uh, 1963 to 1976. And 1976, we moved to where we are today, and we own that building, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> we bought it from Cresses, and, and they, in those days, it, it was a big building, and it was hard to buy it. So we bought it pretty reasonably. <clears throat> and that's kind of the story.
1: Nice. And, and there was, so there was the boom... In the '60s, because of Boeing and missiles and Cold War and oh, all yeah, of that, yeah. And then, uh, and and <clears> throat> now throat> it's it's like it's where you go if you want nice clothes and great falls. Oh, yeah. it's, it's where you go.
2: You know, there are not very many stores left in the United States. There's a lot of shopping done on the internet. Uh, there's a lot of shopping done in the specialty stores, which we are a specialty store, but. You know, Macy's pulled out of Helena now. They're gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, they were here for a while in the old Paris store. Uh, they just, it's very difficult. Right. It's a right. different environment, but people like to work and get after it. And the Western stores do fairly well, and Work Western is a big area, like North 40, places like that. We still are a retail draw for Northern Montana. But it's a different retail draw than what it used to be. Right, right. You know, we got two North 40 stores, and they cover a lot of things that used to be covered in, in, in shopping malls, and it just, it's just not what it used to be. Right. It's a different right. world.
1: Yeah. Well, and you guys, you guys also do um, rentals oh, for, yeah. for weddings. Rentals, like That's a huge, I would assume, a huge part of your business.
2: Weddings, proms, you name it. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. It is
1: a very cool building. But, and it's where you thought we were recording today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Kaufman's. <clears throat> it's oh, it's
0: yeah. it's cool to go in there and like have a store where you still like have someone help you with a shirt and like actually size you and then ask you, "Well, what are you going to do with this shirt?" and like you it's like an old-school s- sales that oh, uh, yeah. uh, experience and I just really like it. I'm, I might have gotten this shirt from Kaufman's. I'm not sure.
3: Well, and you guys know. can identify your sizes when you walk through the door too. That like blew me away. <laughs> Wait, my boyfriend and I go in there. That's and what are you like this? He's like, yeah. Yeah, I am that. How do you guys, how do you guys do that?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you do it after you work for 60, 80 years, then you get to. You
0: learn how to <laughs> you size learn people how to up. Size them
3: up.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, and so when you were a kid, we um it. It wasn't in the building it's in now.
2: When I was a kid, I worked on the farm. Oh, so
1: there was a farm too?
2: No, I worked for a farmer out east of town where Prairie Nest Ranch is. I worked for mm-hmm. them for five summers, and I would go out during the winter. I loved it. I loved being outdoors. Mm-hmm. Coming indoor to work for my dad was like taking a whipping. Uh, oh, no. But then I grew to like <laughs> it. And then so that's that. Okay,
1: because I, I was just picturing um, little Ike Kaufman running around Kaufman's warehouse. Not a chance. No, <laughs> gotcha. not at all. Okay. Well, and what did you do on the farm? Uh, just everything. you a combine? And...
2: Uh, we combined. Oh yeah, this was big five thousand acres in those days. It was a big ranch. And
1: what what were mm-hmm. they growing? Oh. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, in those days it was winter wheat. Okay, gotcha. And there wasn't you didn't have all the specialty grains that you have today, right? I didn't know
3: you are at Prairie Ranch. Maybe I I need to show you some photos. Maybe you can identify some people.
2: (laughs) Prairie Nest Ranch? Yeah. Hey, there you go. Yeah, I should show you that some of these times, yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
0: That is cool. Um, So you said you didn't want to work inside, but then you did did grow to like it. Well, what what were the things that you grew to like about working in the...
2: Dealing um, with the customers was fun.
0: Dealing with the customers. So you're just like uh, getting to know people. And less about the clothes and actually what it is, but more just making the connection with people. And
2: Well, you you know, you'd help them. You you, you ask a few questions and mm-hmm. turn your ears on. Most salesmen forget to turn their ears on. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to listen. So what do you do? Well, I do this. Well, what do you need? Well, I don't know. Well, maybe you should have this because it sounds like that's what you need. Mm-hmm. That's an idea. You know, and you get good reaction from the people.
0: Cool, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. That's why I go back.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great.
0: I like buying my bow ties there so I can (laughs) feel all fancy.
1: Nice. Well, yeah, because you you have a story. Was it of Ike or was it of Brian?
0: I can't... Oh, and it was one of your other salesmen, um, an older gentleman.
1: I can't remember. When you went to buy your first bow tie.
0: Yeah, I was buying a bow tie and uh, I was... Because I know how to tie them, you know, and uh, he said, oh, you must be a lawyer. And I was like, no, I'm not, but you just made a sale, sir. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
1: and then um we we did hear that you you guys over at coffins where you're at right now have a cool basement yeah what's going on in this basement ike
2: well uh the guy that built this building the crest crest stores uh the architect is famous and when we moved in there they wanted to see the p- original plans. They copied them, gave us the copies, and kept the original because in the National Architectural Archives. Oh. And it was just, the basement is only cool from the standpoint that it's, it's five-inch double rebar um, concrete walls, and the whole building is that way. The building isn't going anywhere. It's sturdy. It's big and sturdy.
1: And so the, the gumbo doesn't play with you guys there?
2: Not much. Right. In front, it does. On the sidewalk, it
1: does. Oh, right, right.
3: You kind of look oh, okay. at the buildings next to Kaufman's, too, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, the one yeah. Uh,
2: the one on our, on our west is yeah. just out of it.
3: it I, I heard that um, Kaufman's was maybe designated as a bomb shelter
2: at one point. Is that true? Was, the building was a bomb shelter, yes, during okay. the, during the uh, um, Cold War era. Okay. And uh, so they stored dried fruit, food and stuff downstairs. And oh, <laughs> oh boy, that stuff was bad.
3: Woo. Oh my gosh. Did you, did you ever crack it open and take samples?
2: What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: we, we have a little collection of, um, what am I thinking? C- Civil defense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the thing that I, I just love like looking at and thinking about is the commode of just this Tube, it's like cardboard tube. That, mm-hmm. That's your that's your commode. Should mm. you need one when you're underground?
0: Ah yes, every <laughs> convenience
1: <laughs> made out of cardboard.
0: Cardboard, yes. Yeah, uh,
3: I mean, there's got to be some plastic in there too. I was going to say that doesn't it's, seem it's, like it's a just very, uh, uh, hmm.
0: sturdy material.
3: It's there. probably board and metal. Now, now I'm really thinking about it, trying to visualize that. But yeah, um, those those supplies that you get. Oh my gosh, just think about being underground. Mm-hmm. Waiting for whatever above. Gosh, crazy. yeah,
0: trying to eat this disgusting dried fruit. You know, <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: what,
3: a, what
0: a terrible situation. Uh, anyways, okay. Anything else?
1: No, I, th- I think this is. I think this is, I think we're at a really good point right now, and uh, I feel enriched. Yeah, and the only other thing I'd like to maybe dive into, the very surface, is um, what we should talk about next time. Ah,
3: oh, yes. Mm.
1: You know, and, and like, are we coming really, back? yeah we might yeah, have to we, yeah we, we we want to we want to so we so Joe and I have um as we've started doing a little bit of research so by no means are we even close to as knowledgeable as you guys that's why we need you here, um, but uh we both had this uh, uh inkling to to hear a little bit more about uh leo Lamar oh yeah mm-hmm. um, and here here's some stories about that, and then um there's there's another um the the We have eight, eight, nine, eight reservations in Montana. Oh, yeah. But there's a ninth one that is in Great Falls, and it's only a designation. They actually don't have any land. Their headquarters is right here. The Little Shell. Little Shell, yeah. yeah. The the, the Little Shell.
2: But they're designated now. Yeah, Yeah, they are are. Okay, and so just
1: recently something happened. Yeah, you
2: progressed past that. Mm
0: -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about the Little Shell. um, Some of the... Cultural, so. cultural stuff. Yeah. you know, um, uh-huh. because there was a there was actually a, a, a maybe larger than now African American community here. Um, there was jazz, mm-hmm. and, and and so maybe diving a little bit more into the jazz clubs, the um, casinos, the uh, during. Um, Prohibition, the bootlegging, the bootlegging mm-hmm. that that happened. Love to hear about some of that stuff. And oh I, yeah,
0: I, yeah. You know, either uh, come on back on the show or point us in the right direction, and maybe we can bring someone else on too. You know,
2: we can bring totally. players. We That's have right. players. There's got to be players Only, out there. But I'm not. I'm not going to get into that because the, the the best people for the Native American thing. What's his name? James Parker Shields. Mm. I know. We'll, we'll get him.
0: Okay. I'm familiar with
1: old JPS, yeah, former Marine.
0: Really? Oh,
3: oh yeah, yeah right yeah. on, yeah, yeah.
1: But, but, do you would you be able to do a little dive into um, the jazz clubs, the bootlegging? Oh, yeah. I, I'd, the, I'd help
2: with all of them, but but mm-hmm. he's an expert, and I'm no expert on that. Okay, so
1: if we want to talk about the little shell, we'll get him. But I think next time we should talk about uh, maybe, yeah, Leo, Leo Lamar. Maybe
0: nightlife and um, maybe, maybe you, you could tell us stories about um, or if you have any information about maybe what, what were the clothes being bought then or like, oh, we had since you were doing so well in the 50s. Like maybe we talk about did you have any famous people come in that you sized or anything like that. Maybe. Oh,
1: yeah. And we barely even talked about Mark Twain was here.
0: Yeah, did, yeah. He, did he come by and buy a tie a i yeah, like, what What
1: happened there? Like, why was he even here? So I'd like to talk about that stuff, too.
2: I don't know. That's all I got was that came out of a book.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll do some digging, and we'll talk to some people.
1: All right. Well, yeah. we we appreciate everyone listening. We do. Um, you want to play a little music? Yeah, a little back. A little background music? Let's set the mood. Okay, there we go. Okay. All right, yeah. We're, we're closing things out. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, um... We appreciate your time, both of you. Yeah, uh, totally. For coming here. So welcome. I may
2: mean be eating lunch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, when, when you invest time in people, it really really shows something. And so we just appreciate it. Sharing with our listeners. Hopefully we can get you both back on. We'll, we'll bring um, lunch snacks next time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't
2: care if you bring lunch snacks. You want some of that?
3: Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to dive into it. Definitely.
1: yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> For all of our listeners, you can look at our show notes. Um, I'm going to actually put uh, some of this stuff in here, and if I can find some links, if you want to know some history, uh, the the, be- the best link that you're going to be able to click on though is a Great Falls History dot org, and click on that link, and more than likely, everything you're going to try to find would be right there anyway. Great and and, this is uh, and yeah, County. I think I think that's about it.
0: Yeah, get signed up for the um, email list. Subscribe. So you can get all the cool monthly tidbits of Great Falls history. I know I'm going to, so I'll know. Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so yeah, get us on social media too. Um right, awesome those will be down there too. photos from the archives. Yeah, yeah. Instagram, Facebook sort of thing. And, yep. Yeah, both.
1: Cool, mm-hmm. cool. Yep. Instagram and Facebook. And um, if you heard us talk about something but we didn't go deep enough, let us know that too, because then we'll just that'll be the, that'll be an angle that we can go.
0: Or maybe we got something totally wrong and you want to correct us. That could be cool too. I get get that on social media sometimes. Yeah, we'll listen. get fact checkers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We like fact checkers. Yeah.
3: Keeps you smart. Yeah.
2: That's right. Just on your
1: toes. We had one um, during trivia night on Tuesday. Oh, yes. We were talking about the periodic table of elements and the mass of an element, and they. They corrected us. Um, yeah, it was the winning team, so we didn't actually have to like formally apologize no. and, and fix anything because they ended up winning anyway. They won anyways, but yeah. of course
0: they would have known. I mean, anyways, that was a smart question. <laughs> it was <good>. um, actually, <laughs> yeah. actually, yeah. it's not. <laughs> All right. Well, this is this cool. has
1: been a great episode. Um,
3: I've been Brian. I've been Joe. We'll, we'll see you next you. show.